pray that y'all are having an amazing morning. I pray that everything is going in your favor. If, if, it's, if you feel like it ain't, just continue to praise God, continue to worship God, continue to stay in his face, continue to stay in his presence because he is doing a mighty move on today within this week. This is something we have never seen before. So stay the course. Be diligent, be disciplined, and be obedient. Whatever he tells you to do, make sure you do it. So, y'all, before we get started, we're going to open up with a word of prayer. So if you are available, please bow your hand and close your eyes. Well, pray through me. Lord, we thank you on this morning. 
We thank you this morning, God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your favor, oh God. Thank you for being an amazing father, an amazing friend. Thank you for loving on us. Thank you for always being here for us. When we feel like we have nowhere else to turn to, God, we know that we can always turn to you with our our hands and our attention on you, on the plow. When we put our when we make the decision to put our hands on the plow, allow us to continue to stand firm on the agreement and the promise that we have made with you, because we know that you are God that cannot lie. So that's selfish of us for for us to go back on our promise. So Lord, help us to die out to our flesh, to continue to serve you and seek you like never before, because we don't know what's on the other side of this, but you do. So Lord, we say have your way. I pray that this call be pleasing unto you. I pray that you please just use me in the way that you see fit. Tomorrow, get out of the way and Holy Spirit, come in, intoxicate me, push me, drive me to the way that you would have have for me to go. And, Lord, I just say thank you for what you have already done. Thank you for the word that is coming forth. I pray that you please just open up our ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Lord, I bind the spirit of distraction. I bind the spirit of unfocusedness. Allow us to keep our eyes solely focused on you and your word on this morning. So, Lord, we say thank you. We bless you. We honor you. And we magnify you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, y'all, so today we are coming from Psalms 23. I'm going to read the whole scripture, I mean the whole chapter. But the verse that I really want to focus on is chapter um, verse 4. So it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along white paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me. By anointing my head with oil, my cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Now, God has been giving me this verse for the last few days, and I really didn't do any scripture, I mean, on background on it until today, because it came back to my mind as I was in my study time. So I asked the Lord, like, what would you have me to talk about? And he had me to go to the New King James Version. And this version says, Even when I walk through the, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. And when God gave it to me earlier this week, he showed me a slide. He showed me going down a slide. So picture yourself going down a slide. You see that it has two openings. It has the, where you enter, the part where you enter, and the part where that you exit. So in between is dark. You can't see when the light is. Just imagine a long slide. You got some dark spaces. You don't know when the light is going to come. But you have to remember that the light is at the end of the tunnel. It's coming, but you don't know when it's coming. So as we are faced throughout life, we must remember that this is only temporary. And we may be going through that tunnel. We might be maybe going down that slide. And you're like, oh, man, it's dark. 
And what is our natural thing to do? What is our natural reaction? We're afraid. We scream. Just imagine yourself at a water park or a water slide, going down a water slide. It's filled with water. You can't see anything. So what is your natural reaction when you start to go down the slide? You scream. So relate that to today. We're in a dark valley. What is our natural reaction is to be afraid, to have fear. But God is saying don't fear because I am with you. I'm with you. So let me go to my notes. As we go through our life, we will be challenged and faced with many oppositions. And we must remember that, hold on, as we go throughout life, we will be challenged and faced with many oppositions that you must take. We're going to be faced with things when we must take it on. Remember to take it on. Don't throw it off because sometimes we think as a problem, we look at a problem as a problem, but a problem is an opportunity for you to grow. So don't look at a problem as problems anymore. When you walk with God, everything that you are faced with is an opportunity for you to grow. So as you are growing, as you are walking, as you are fellowshipping with God, God is pruning you in that dark space, in that slide, that dark space in between the slides. That dark area that may seem like a long time, but think about it, y'all. As you're going down the slide, it's like a few seconds. It's only a few seconds. That's how life is. It appears to be for a long time. We feel like we're in a long drought. It feels so long. But if you just guide, oh, Jesus, if you follow God's direction, if you be obedient and you hearken unto his voice to listen to what he is saying to you, God is going to push you down the slide. You're going to continue to go down the slide. It might be a little pause in between. It's that the pause happens because we make it happen. You stop in the middle because of fear. But the moment that you let fear, when you remove fear and you don't be afraid, you don't surrender to it, that's when you can go with ease. But fear is a blockage. See, you got to let fear become a hindrance. I mean, a, a reverence and not a hindrance. Because it keeps you stuck. Your mind, you wandering, you're like, okay, Lord, what, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? It's not your battle to carry. See, this is why that we must. This is why we must remain in our word because God just took me back to that verse. Take upon my yoke for my life, for my yoke, for my burden is light. See, when we put on so many burdens, when we put on so many worries and things that we have going on, it becomes a burden. But God said, no. Give it to me. Give it to me. Lay it at my feet. Think about it, y'all. How many times have you been stressed and you've been worried, you've been afraid of something to come to pass, and it ain't happening the time that you wanted to happen, so you like, oh, man, what am I going to do? And ain't nothing working out for me. You agree with the enemy when you come into agreement with that, when you speak that out your mouth, because the moment 
You speak it until you out your mouth. He got you. So it's important that you keep your mouth closed when you're going through. Instead of giving hate, give praise. See, you hear a lot of people say, oh, if it ain't one thing, it's another. And why do they always get that? Because they spoke it out of their mouth. They agree with the adversary. See, God, I mean, the devil ain't got to do much. He can't do much at all because he don't have that authority that you have. But he knows I can get you with your mind. Because the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And in this case, we are talking about the mind because your mind, your subconscious mind is your heart. So what do you have in your mind that comes out of your mouth? So if you continue to speak lack, you continue to speak doubt, you continue to speak fear upon yourself, that's what you're going to get. So be aware of your words. And remember, in the midst of, God is with you. Continue to press into him. Continue to press into him at all times. When you feel like, well, how am I going to do How am I going to do this? He's like, no, give it to me. My burden is light. You give me what you what you want me to have? Give me everything. Give me everything. This is a part of full surrenderance. See, we say we surrender, and I'm speaking from experience. We say we surrender, but then we see another area. We see a problem, which is an opportunity in a whole other situation, the area that we want to hold on to. we like, okay, God, I gave you everything else. Why is this area not flourishing? Everything else is taken off good. But it's this one area best because you haven't surrendered it to him yet. Give him everything. So when you drop it down, he gives you peace. Oh, Jesus. It's like a take and grab. You, you put something down, he, you taking up the peace. You give him your finances, he give you peace. You give him your business, he give you joy. See, he don't want us to worry. He don't want us to be afraid. He don't want us to stress. None of that. But if you believe it, if you believe that God can come through for you, then he's not going to come through. Because be it unto your faith, according to your faith, be it unto you. Not my faith. Not nobody else's faith. But your faith. You don't believe you you can have it, you won't have it. But God gives he is so generous with us. He gives us free will. And he gives us time to go back on our word. He gives us time to repent. Because sometimes we are acting out on our emotions and we don't even know what we're saying. Because we let these emotions and we let these anger and all these other things and feelings get in the way. And he will let you know. He will warn you, uh uh-uh, uh, repent for what you did. Repent for what you said. Take all that back. Forgive yourself so that I may forgive you. See, that's another thing we don't that nobody talk about, y'all. A form of repentance is not you just saying, Lord, please forgive me. Yes, you want God to forgive you, but you gotta forgive yourself as well. Forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself up about what you did. We are human. We are flesh. But you don't have to surrender to the flesh. You must get out of the way of the flesh. 
Your flesh must bow down. They say, oh, but what we made up of flesh? Yes, we are made up of flesh, but you are a spirit. You are a spiritual internal being, meaning that your spirit is in control. Think about it. Thank you, Lord. Think about it. When your flesh die, when you are gone, this goes back to the dirt. It goes back to dirt. But what still lives? What still lives when you're gone, when this flesh is gone, your spirit? So that's who you must be surrendered to. See me talking right now? This is not me talking. Tomorrow took the back seat. This is the spirit of the Lord that is speaking through her. So as you continue to go throughout life, remember. Remember who you are. Think about Lion King. Oh, Jesus. Think about Lion King. My God. Simba thought his daddy was gone. He thought he was gone. But what did the monkey say? He lives in you. God's spirit lives in you. So, as he went to the water, he said, look harder. He said, I just see my own reflection. He said, look harder. And what did he see when he looked into the mirror? When he looked into the water, this is what God is telling you to do. Look into the mirror. Stare at yourself in the mirror. Because as you look in the mirror, you don't see yourself. You're not looking at yourself. You are looking at the God. You are looking at God in you. He lives in you. Oh, God. I don't, I don't know if y'all seen Lion King Part 2, but it's a song that's in the song that's in the movie. And it, it says, he lives in you. Um, is it? No, it's um, Tarzan. That's what movie it is. It's the movie Tarzan. He lives in you. And that song just popped into my spirit because God lives in you. So this is why we must be careful what we eat, what we watch, what we listen to, what we put our focus on because it is all gateways to the soul. And then we wonder why we can't hear from God because it's a blockage. It's a blockage. So what are you willing to do to get to the place that you need to get to? Are you willing to make some sacrifices? Are you willing to get out of your own way? That's why we're afraid. That's why we operate in fear, because we are afraid of the unknown. Let it push you. Let it drive you. Let it get you to the place that you, that God needs you to be. So we can talk about, oh, I want to do this, I'm going to do that. Then we're like, oh, no, I'm going to wait another three years. What is three years? <laughs> what is three years? Think about it, y'all. People are like, oh, yeah, I want to buy my house. I want to buy me a house, but I'm going to wait a whole, I'm going to wait three years. 
Why do we say stuff like that? Because fear has kept us bound. God gave me that revelation the other night. He brought up some old things that I told him. Like, Lord, I want to do this, but I want to wait a little while. No, the time is now. The perfect time is now. Don't put off nothing for tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised. And you know what, y'all? I used to hear people say that all the time. I'm like, stop overthinking. It's not that deep. But it is that deep. It is that deep because it's not promised. It is that deep. Don't take your life for granted. Don't take it for granted because somebody is on their hospice bed right now. Somebody need to wake up this morning. So you challenge yourself to be the best version of yourself, the better version of yourself, because we're not perfect. We can't, we can't strive for better if we're still stuck. How can you better your best if you're still in distress? Come on. So we got to use wisdom, y'all. And his very hand can pull you out of any situation or circumstance. Believe he can do it. Believe he can do it. His victorious right hand, as he states in his word, Isaiah 41, which is one of my favorite verses. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will help you. I will hold you. I will I'm sorry, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I will bring you out of any situation if you let me. Will you let me? Will you let me do it? Do you trust in me enough for me to help you? Because that's all I want to do is help. But I want to go off you. I want to. I want you to seek me. Once you see God, you take your hands off the situation, he already moving. We overcomplicate it. We look at God as if he's not working. But he is a God that he does not sleep, no slumber. He ain't like, he ain't like us. He ain't like the flesh. He don't sleep. Be up working. Why? Because he has already formed you. He already knew you. My God. He already knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. Your destiny has already been written out. All you have to do is walk in it. Walk into the victory. Walk into the peace. Walk into the joy. Walk into the love. Walk into the house. Everything that you desire is already yours. It's already at your front door. When you open the door while God is knocking, he is knocking, waiting for you to enter. Waiting to enter. Waiting for you to open the door. Because he's a gentleman. He's not going to force it. He ain't going to break the door down. He's going to knock. Patiently waiting. When it's your time, you know it. It's your time to open the door. Open the door. And one thing that I was right, and God says your belief determines your reality. What do you believe? Do you believe that he can bring you out of this situation? 
Your reality is because of what you, the things that you see today, the things that you are seeing in your life right now, it's because of what you believe. What do you believe? Do you believe that God can change it all for you? Do you believe that God can work a miracle for you? What do you believe? It's all in your mind. You can see it in your mind. You can hold it in your hand, whether it's good or bad. Whether it's good or bad. Don't meditate on the bad. If it ain't coming from God, you got to cast it down. Cast down every vain imagination that exalts itself from the knowledge and the will of God. You got to cast it down. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. I will not manifest them. I will not fester this. This will not fester in my mind. This will not go forth. No. You have to be specific about your life because that ain't even your mind to be real with. To be real with you, it ain't even yours. It ain't even yours. So be wise and be diligent, y'all. Always speak life. Sometimes we want miracles, signs, and wonders to come forth, but we also don't realize that we are the sign. The all the wonders are already working, and the miracles is in your mouth. When God gave me that, I said, "This is so profound because we always say, oh, Lord, um, give me the signs and one, the miracle signs and wonders.'" You're like, okay, you're the sign. Why? Because you are created in my likeness, in my image. I have given you the authority. I have given you the power. I have given you the dominion to speak to a thing and it be as so. The mirror, I mean, the wonders are already happening. You look up into the sky, you see angel, you see angels, you see angelic encounters. You can be encountering an angel on a daily basis, but you must be tapped in. You must be so tuned in that you know these things. And the miracles are in your mouth. Speak those things now. Speak them now. Speak them now. you believe it, speak it. You want to see it, speak it. Thank you, Lord. You want to see it, speak it. But as you're speaking, it, have it with faith. Speak it with faith. Speak it with the authority for that thing to come to pass. You don't like something, you can cast it out. Why? Because he said, I have given you the keys to the kingdom. And whatever you find on earth, will be binded in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Because he has given you that authority to, to do so. What do you choose to do? How do you choose to act? Know your authority. Walk in it. Be bold, be confident, and know who sent you. Because you're not here just to be... Because you're on assignment. You have a multitude of people that God has called you to. But he ain't going to force you to do... Oh, Jesus. He ain't going to force you to serve his people if your heart ain't right. If you just want it for the materialistic thing, if you want it for the money, you can count it out. 
You can count it out. Yes, he sees your heart. God, people always say, oh, God know my heart. That's the thing. He do know your heart. But is it stony? Is it on solid ground? Or is it on a firm foundation? See, we got to check ourselves. We got to check our heart posture. Where is your posture? Where is your heart posture? Where is it located? Because I remember when um, Jesus was giving that parable to the Pharisees, I'm sorry, to the disciples, he would, they were talking about um, the planters planting on, um, I mean, the farmers. Some may plant the seed on stony ground. Some may plant the seed on a solid foundation. And some of them may plant a seed and it's just on solid ground. So where is your heart? Take your heart. Take your heart posture. Because this matters. This matters, y'all. It's deeper than what you think it is. So watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. And God also gave me a breakdown because I wanted to go a little deeper on this. And... What really stuck out to me, you know, for many years, I'm like, what does that rod and that staff come from me? What does that mean? And it means the concern, the concern and compassion the shepherd has for his sheep. So rod, the definition of rod means authority, power, discipline, and defense of the sheep. And the staff means the long-suffering and the kindness of God. So let's put it together. Thy authority and thy kindness will comfort me. Ain't that so powerful? That's so powerful and so profound. So profound. Your authority comforts me. You comfort me. This is like so good. And then in First Samuel verses seventeen and. 34 through 35, it says young David re-encountered the incident of King Saul in which he was probably used probably used his shepherd's rod, meaning God's authority. Your servant has been keep, has been keeping the, his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off his sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair and struck it and killed it. So he couldn't do this without God's authority. Yeah, this is so powerful. It's so deeper than what we think it is. And in Leviticus chapter 27, verses 32, it says, The rod was a sturdy weapon stick. Wooden stick used as a weapon to fight off wild animals who might have thought, who might have hoped to make an easy meal for otherwise defenseless flock of sheep. The shepherd, also known as the rod, to keep him count on the sheep within the flock. So that was just a little background of what I took from it in in the in this verse Leviticus chapter twenty seven verse thirty two and every tithe of herds and flocks every tenth animal 
of all that pass under the herdsman's staff shall be holy to the Lord. So every, let me read that again with the, the definition. Every tithe of herds and flocks with every tenth animal of all that passes under the herdsman's kindness shall be holy to the Lord. Because what did we say staff was? The kindness of God, the long-suffering and the kindness of God. And this is just so powerful. Like you can see this all throughout the Bible. You see the words rod and you see the words staff. Jesus was so so profound, so, oh my God, y'all, like, God is so specific. God is so strategic because if you think about it, what did he ask Moses, what do you have in your hand? He said a rod. He said, no, it's a staff. Think about it, y'all. He thought it was a stick. God says you have the long suffering, the kindness of God in your hand. In your hand. And this right here, this means Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Meaning that you have the authority to do whatever you will. Why did you think that when he threw it onto the ground, it transformed? Because it speaks. Jesus, it speaks. It would do whatever it is sent out to do. God's word. God's staff. His rod. Everything he has and more. It's on assignment. We think us as humans, we on assignment. Animals on assignment. Fishes on assignment. Whales, dolphins, we're all on assignment. But one thing that makes us different about all living creatures is that we have a human mind. We have a human mind to create. God wants us to create. So if you ain't creating, what you doing? What you doing? Please be aware, y'all. Please use wisdom and use discernment. Just know that his authority and his kindness will be there to comfort you. Stop beating yourself up. So many times we we look at God. I know I did. So many times I look at God as he was a human, as he had human attributes. I used to beat myself up because I sinned. And I used to cry my eyes out, like, Lord, I'm so sorry, like, begging for forgiveness. Begging for forgiveness. He said, you don't have to beg. I heard you the first time you asked me. But in religion, they told us, oh, get down on your knees and cry out to God and let him know that you are sorry. And that's what I did. That's what I was accustomed to. But when God told me to get up and let it go, that's what I had to do. So what are you willing to do? You got to be willing to go against the grain. You got to be willing to do something different. 
because the Spirit of the Lord is calling you. He wants to unleash the beast on the inside of you. Will you let him unleash it? Will you let him break every chain on your mind, every chain that has chained you up to the wall, that has kept you in bondage, everything that has kept you stuck, will you allow him to to get you out of it? Because the enemy's job is to steal, kill, and destroy. So if you're still in bondage, if your mind's still stuck, your mind's still scarcity, you're in bondage. But we break every chain. We break every chain. By the power of the Holy Ghost, we break every chain that ain't supposed to be there. Everything that's keeping you stuck, it must be free. I command it to be free. I command command your mind to be free. I command your life to flow the way that God has ordained for it to flow. Look at your hands and tell your hands you will produce what God has told you to produce. Now go forth. God has given you permission to do so. He already gave you the permission to do so. So what are you willing to do? Are you going to do it? Arise, Lazarus. Arise and go forth. Go forth. And, y'all, that is all I have for today. I pray that this blessed y'all because it blessed me too. This, um, y'all, this was good. I got to go back and listen to the replay because this was so good, and I got to take a lot of notes. But I'm about to unmute y'all. Y'all are more than welcome to join the conversation. If you have anything that you would like to add, Yes, yes, y'all. Y'all are more than welcome to join the conversation. If you would have anything that you would like to add before we close out. Hey, good morning, Tamara. This is Jamila. And I just wanted to thank you for this word. And I wanted to comment. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I wanted to comment when you were saying that um, the Lord asked Moses, what do you have in your hand? And he said a stick. But then he said a rod. I think this is just so profound because we have to come up out of our natural thinking and look beyond what our natural eyes allow us to see. And we have to think higher and go up in our um, up in the spirit and use our spiritual senses, our spiritual eyes to really look beyond what we see on surface level. Because there are many times God will deliver resources to us and we will think that it's only for one thing when it's for multiple things. But if we opened up and used our spiritual senses and tapped into our spiritual eyes, our um, spiritual eyesight, we would see, oh, this can be used for this and that. I'm going to use it um, for this situation as this, but then I'm going to turn around and use it for this as well. I think a lot of the things that God provides to us as resources that we already have in our hands, um, 
are never just used for one purpose. I think if we come up higher, we can see that we have a lot of multi-purpose tools. You know, in the store, you can go and you can get tools, and a lot of times they're multi-purpose. They're not just for one thing, or they're not just to be used for one um, situation. And so we have these multi-purpose tools and resources, and we have to come higher to see them at different angles for different things. So I just wanted to add that, and thank you again uh, for this word. Thank you so much for tuning in. That was so good. And, you know, I love the fact that you broke it down to other foods because sometimes we think that we're not fully equipped. But are you going to use what you have for you to see what you're capable of? And sometimes we say, oh, I don't know my gifts. Oh, I don't know this. I don't know that. But sometimes we're overcomplicated too. See, what God wants us to do, he wants us to serve. He said the greatest among you is the servant. The greatest among you is the servant. So are you serving? Because when you serve, that's when all these, that's when God will show you. He will show you what you're here for. So we got to use every tool because we are fully loaded, baby, okay? <laughs> we are fully loaded. Don't think that you're not because you are. Why? Because you are created by the most high God. See, we can talk about it all day long, but it's another thing for you to believe it. So what do you believe? That's what you got to ask yourself. Who do you believe? That sets the tone and it sets the standard for everything in life. So thank you, Jamila, for your input. That was really, really good. Um, did anybody else want to share before we close out? Okay, y'all. We're going to go ahead and close out with a word of prayer. So if you're available, please bow your head and close your eyes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, friend. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for this word that went forth. Thank you for being an amazing friend, an amazing lover, an amazing confidant, everything that we want you to be and more, not just want you to be what we need you to be. And, God, we just say thank you. Thank you for it all. Thank you for your divine wisdom that was spread on this call from each and every one of your vessels. I pray, Lord, that you continue to continue to increase our wisdom, continue to increase our knowledge, and allow us to gain understanding from your word as we dive deeper. Allow us to continue to just show, show the word in our lives. Allow us to live the word out. Allow us to act the word out. So, Lord, we just thank you for the work that you have done behind the scenes. Thank you for never being a God that never, thank you for being a God that never sleeps or slumbers. Thank you for going before us and ordering our very steps. Thank you for who you are, your kindness, your gentleness, your love, your peace. And, Lord, I pray that you please just allow your children to walk in victory, walk in the love, walk in the peace that you have ordained for their lives. We bind the spirit of distraction that may be trying to take their focus, that has them not focusing on you, that has them falling asleep when they open up your word. Because the enemy, he will not have their focus. He will not have their attention. He will not put them to sleep. 
Lord, we bind every demonic spirit that may be trying to run through your people right now. God, we call it cancel. We call it void, and we send it out to the pits of hell to where it belongs. So, Lord, we just say thank you on today. We thank you for who you are. Thank you for allowing us to walk in our boldness. Thank you for allowing us to walk in our authority because we know that authority tramps over power. So, Lord, we we say have your way. Have your way. Continue to do a new thing. Continue to strengthen us in every area of our lives. Allow us to fully surrender, to place everything in your hands and lay it all at your feet as we pick up your yoke, for it is light. Allow us to pick up our cross and walk because we don't know what is on the other side. And as we know we are carrying this cross, you are walking with us. We have the front and you have the back. So thank you for always having our back. Thank you for being who you are in our lives. God, we fully submit and we surrender to you wholeheartedly. And we say, have your way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah, thank you all so much for tuning in with me on today. I pray that you all have an amazing day. Continue to seek God on today. Put him first in everything that you do. I just want to say thank y'all because I know it's early, (laughs) but you got to start your day off with God. I'm telling y'all, this is why it's important for you to just wake up and just give thanks. It don't have to be long. Just open up your eyes. Before you let your feet touch the ground, open up your eyes and give thanks. What a smile on your face because he didn't have to do it, but he did. So y'all, thank y'all for tuning in with me on today. I pray that y'all be blessed. I will see y'all on Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. So this replay replay will be available as well. If you would like to catch it, I'm going to post it on my social media. Um, But, yeah, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in with me. I pray y'all have an amazing day. Continue to keep your head up. Just know that everything is working together for your good. I love y'all, and I will see y'all on Saturday.